this sermon with an illustration. A man was walking at the side of a seashore because he had to spend that almost three-fourths of the day in this near the ocean and he was really glad to spend that his time at the side of the seashore. So as he was walking at the seashore he was kind of exploring what is there and he saw many caves in the side of the seashore and he you know made up his mind to enter into one of the caves and when he entered into the cave for his surprise he saw a, a, a canvas bag and when he went and approached that bag it's just a quite big bag and the individual when he opened that bag he found clay balls as if these clay balls were just prepared and then they were just baked in the hot sun and kept there are a couple of many in, in fact tens and tens of clay balls were there in the bag small clay balls so he was not sure really what to do with this and then he decided to take those clay balls out and he took the bag and he carried the clay balls bag and then he came out of the cave and he continued to stroll at the side of the ocean and as he was continuing he was just wondering what is this who made this who would have made this and he took one of the clay balls and he just had a look at it I mean from the very look it doesn't really appealing that doesn't really look appealing but then you know he still liked the clay ball and he thought okay this is such a good thing you know when we go to the ocean we all have a habit I have a habit of you know looking for a looking for a stone that's just flat and take the stone and just throw into the ocean so that it can just glide on the surface right so he wanted to try something similar, but it's a ball, right? He's not going to do that. But then he liked it, and he picked up one ball, and he threw that in the ocean, and it seems to be, you know, it's a funny thing for him to do. And he started doing it repeatedly as he was just walking. Then he realized that it's time for him to go home, go, home, go back home. And then, you know, he just so started walking towards where he, he parked his car. As he was walking towards the car parking, he had to climb a couple of rocks, you know, here and there, and then uh, that's how he can approach the car park. And as he was going, he again took one of the balls and he just looked at the ball, and suddenly that ball fell on the rock. And the moment the, the, the ball fell on the rock, it split open, obviously, it cracked open, and a beautiful gem just jumped out of the ball. And he went and picked the gem, and the gem, the jewel, is so precious. He just looked at the jewel, and he looked at his bag. He had around 20 balls left over inside the bag. He just kind of thought about it for a while. So it's going to be a couple of, you know, a couple of thousands of dollars is worth of ball is what he's having, carrying still in his bag. And he walked further with so, so, full, so, so much of joy in his heart. And as he was moving further, he suddenly realized it. How many balls, such balls, he threw into the ocean. He started breaking all the 20 balls and he found out different colors of jewels coming out of each ball. And he realized he already threw 50 or 60 balls into the ocean. So much is lost. He would have made tens and tens and thousands and thousands of dollars on that day. You know, in our lives, sometimes when you look at people, when we look at people, we look at them, we look at the outside clay. And that's not very appealing. 
And we at times we come to a conclusion, we come to a decision saying that maybe they are not good enough. Maybe it's not worth. But we seldom realize there is treasure inside of these each clay ball. There is treasure inside of these clay ball. Sometimes even we look at our own life and we are not very happy. We look at the outer shell and we are unhappy at times. But we don't realize the worth, the value that God had put inside each of us. Can you all say worth? Can you all say value? You know, God has put so much value inside of our lives. And we need to have these eyes that is the same as the eyes of God to see our own life and people who are around us. This morning I pray that God, you would open our eyes. This morning I would like to title my sermon as Jewels in Clay Balls. Can you read that with me? Jewels in Clay Balls. So this morning we are going to title, we are, we are going to base our sermon on a key scripture. So we're going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. Can you read that scripture with me? 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. But we have this treasure in the earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Shall we read that again? But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, it's referring to our own body, earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Paul is writing and Paul is saying this scripture, we have the treasure in the earthen vessels. Can you say that with me? We have treasures in the earthen vessels. Let's talk about the clay ball for a moment. It's very interesting. Let's talk about the clay ball. Let's talk about the appearance of the clay ball first. Can you say appearance? The appearance of the clay ball. You know, the clay ball doesn't seem to be appealing. When you look at the clay ball, you know, sometimes it's perfect, sometimes it is finished well, but not always. And sometimes it's not really well appealing. It's not going to be liked by everybody. And if you give it to the children, probably, you know, children are just going to throw that. They are not going to like it. So clay ball, from the very appearance, it's not very appealing at times. But it has a jewel inside. It has a jewel inside. The man initially, if you would have realized that, that this particular clay ball is having jewel before he is throwing it into the ocean, probably how much he would have gained, how much he would have earned, but he didn't realize. Many times in our lives, we look at the appearance, and we don't realize how much worth we carry inside. How much worth we carry inside. Isaiah writes, Isaiah 53, chapter 2, verse 2, reading from NIV. Can you read with me? He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. It's talking about Christ Jesus. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. When Jesus went through what he had supposed to go through, we can't even, we couldn't even see his face. There is no beauty in his face. That majestic look has gone because he's about to give his life for the mankind. There is nothing that was attracting him towards us. 
but inside of him inside of him was the kingdom of God inside of him was the kingdom of heaven inside of him was the the, 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 the kingdom that's going to be established on the face of this earth for millions and thousands of years inside him was the eternal kingdom that is yet to come in his life talked about the appearance of the clay ball appearance is not always good clay ball always it doesn't really appear doesn't look appealing secondly if you take a clay ball how much is the value of just a clay ball we can attribute how much value you can attribute to a clay ball For, forget the gem that is inside just a clay ball you know you look at the clay ball how, how much you can price it a small clay ball hundred dollars no ten dollars no not even a cent very good answer so we can attribute almost zero dollars to a clay ball it doesn't have any value anyone can make at any time they want there is no worth found in the clay ball you know sometime when we go through a hard treatment in our lives sometime you know when people reject us people who are really dear to us people whom we love the most when they reject us at times we even get into a suddenly a momentary time in our lives you feel that you don't have any value the words that are spoken against you the words that are spoken to you it's so harsh so rough you feel that you don't have any value have you come across this experience in your life no have you come across this experience in your own family yes faithful stewards yes you know yes yes okay i see many yeses right i mean it's, 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 we are all living in the same boat at times we go through it in our lives when such words are spoken we feel that we are not even valued as brother says at, at times not even one cent we become valueless we become worth no of no worth clay balls they don't have any value but inside the clay ball there is something that is precious thirdly if you look at the clay ball the clay ball doesn't have any strength the moment it falls on the rock it just broke clay balls they don't have any strength at times it appears that we are even losing strength how many times when your husband or when your wife said something to you very harshly and that you didn't expect that him to speak in that way and you took three days fasting to come out of it not fasting but you didn't cook you didn't eat that kind of fasting i'm talking about you took three days to come out of it and you just broke you just lost strength don't look at your husband now <laughs> don't look at your wife now <laughs> we all go through it we all go through it we felt like we don't really do feel like doing anything at that moment i have seen people don't get up from their bed days after days because of one word that is spoken you know at times when such thing happens we lose our strength we can't handle pressure anymore we can't even handle anything that any word that is spoken we just break into tears at that moment immediately 
because we lost that strength. Earlier times we used to hold on, we used to hold even, you know, to hear all these words from our dear ones. But now you don't have strength, you break, you break immediately. Clay balls, they don't have any strength. At times it appears that they are strong, but there is no strength inside to handle. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Can you read with me? Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outer man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Paul is writing here saying that outward man is perishing. As you age, you feel that you don't have strength anymore. You feel that you lose your strength. You don't have strength anymore. But your inward man is becoming stronger and stronger day by day. You know, someone put it this way. As you age, as you become older and older, you feel we lose strength. But your inner man should be like an inflated balloon. It has to grow. Your inner man can never lose strength. You know, today we would have lost our strength because of our situation, because of what you are going through, what you have been going through. But God doesn't want us to lose our inner strength. So clay ball, they, they don't have strength. Now let's talk about the jewel. That's an amazing thing to talk about. Let's talk about the jewel that was found inside. Unlike the clay balls, the jewels are very appealing. How many of you like jewels? Nobody likes jewels? Yes, we all like jewels. I mean, even though if you're not putting it, you're not allowing it to hang on, on you, but you still like jewels, right? Maybe you can keep it somewhere, you can put it somewhere, you can just have a look at it, or you can sell it. We all like jewels. So jewels are very attractive. And they are valuable too. They are very strong too. You know, some of those jewels are, you know, of, they are of very high density. If you know how the jewels are formed, you know, it, it takes years after years, you know, to form the jewel. And, you know, the, their density increases. It's very hard to break. It's very hard to hurt. cut it. They become so strong. So jewels are exactly opposite to the clay balls. Right? That jewel is what was found by this man. Now let's talk a little bit about what are those jewels. What are the jewels and what are the treasures that God had put in our lives? There are two things I just want to talk about and before we get into a time of prayer. Number one, potential. Can you say potential? We'll try to define potential. What is potential? If you can put the next slide, please. The ability or the possibility or the capability of becoming something or somebody. That's what is potential. Can you read that with me? The ability, the possibility, and the capability of becoming something or somebody. That's what is potential. God has put great potential inside of us. This potential includes all the talents. It potentially includes all the abilities. It all includes the wisdom. It includes the skills and desires and you know, various things, and including the vision that you have in your life. God had put all this potential inside all of us can you say all of us that including that includes you that includes me the treasure the jewel that we have in our lives is the potential in the parable of talents if you remember jesus spoke about the talent one master he was about to go to a foreign country and he called the three of his servants and to one servant how many talents he gave 10 how many 30? Five. Good. So one servant he gave five talent. To another servant, two talent. The last one, 
One talent, the, the one who got five talents when the master went away and he went and he traded that and he got five more talents. The one who got two talents, he went there and he traded the two talents and he got two more talents. And the one who had one talent, what did he do? What did he, do? he went and he dug the ground and he buried the talent and waited for the master to come. That's the story. Now, when the master came, what happened? The master looked at you know, all these three servants and he asked, come on, what do you have now? What did you do with those talents that I have given? And it's a very, very, very important story. Listen to me. First servant came, he, he handed over five more talents and God said, Jesus said, or the master said in this situation, well then, good and faithful servant, you are faithful in little. You are faithful in few things and I am going to make you a ruler over Many things. You are faithful in few. Can you come with me? You are faithful in few things, and I'm going to make you a ruler over many things. You know, that's how God works. We need to be faithful in the little that God has handed over to you. What is that little faithful? Doing something for God repeatedly, every day, every weekend. Repeatedly. You know, God expects that in our lives. It's not just like when we feel like doing it. I want you to think about me. If I just say that Sunday morning I get up and then I say, oh, I don't feel like going to church today. Can somebody take care? I can't say that. Can you say that? Even you can't say that. Because it is Sunday morning. It is a day of the Lord. It is, we are supposed to go to church on Sunday morning. Little things. Being faithful in small little things. Every night you want to call the children in just to get into a time of prayer. And that day, you had a little rough time with your spouse. Can you skip that family time of prayer with your kids? No. Every day. Every day. The third man came with one talent. I want you to read with me because I can't even say those words. How angry the master was. The one who is having talent and not doing anything with that talent. God is angry at you. If we don't do it, God is angry. And all of us are having potential inside of us. I want you to read this with me. Matthew chapter 25, verse 24 to 30. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown. And gathering where you have not scattered seed. And verse 25, and I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. You know, what a beautiful excuse that he said. The moment you read that, you understand it's an excuse. What is that excuse? I'm so afraid of you. Pastor, I'm so afraid of you. All of you, all of the time, Lord. Pastor, I thought you may say something. Yeah, I may say something. I may say something. I had to say something. Why you didn't do this? No, I thought pastor will get angry. Pastor will get angry. For anything, pastor will get angry. Lord, you are a very hard man. I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, that's what you gave to me. I'm faithfully reproducing what you gave to me. You know what? He thought he will get favor in the eyes of God. 
He thought things will fall from heaven. If you just only pray, things will happen. We don't need to do anything. Somebody else will do. Somebody else will take care of it. Verse 26, I want you to read with me. Verse 26, but the Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Verse 27. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Is it right to get interest from bank? Yes. You are getting paid. You are getting the interest for the money you are charged. You didn't steal that money to put in the bank to get interest. Right? So, so he's looking for interest. Looks like the master is looking. Verse 28. So take the talent from him and give it to him. Give it to him who has 10 talents. 28, 29, please. Verse 29. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. It's talking about the talents that we have in our life, the potential that we have in our lives. Verse 30, and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Can you put the next slide? That made me to write this. Can you just read with me? According to the parable of talents, Matthew 25, 14 to 30, developing your potential is as important as maintaining your salvation. Because failing to do so, you will end up in experiencing the same misery. Where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth, in hell. Developing our potential, using our God-given talents is as important as salvation. Because we don't want to get into the same misery. One day God is going to judge us. Why this scripture is written in the word of God? So that we may not hide the God-given talents in our lives. We need to find out what God has given in our lives. You know, that's the reason we teach about personal growth. That's the reason we talk about how do we increase our God-given potential. How can I do? we make use of the potential that God has given? That's why we help and we encourage people to advance in their career. That's why we help people to, you know, flourish in their business. It's all important. It's all important. Using the God-given talent to bless the community to bless those who are living around us, to bless those who are working around us, because one day God is going to question us. The jewel, the treasure that we have inside of us is potential number two. The treasure what we have inside of us is kingdom of heaven. Can you say kingdom of heaven? The treasure that God had put inside of our lives is the kingdom of heaven. I want to read two scriptures, Matthew 13, 44. Can you read with me? Matthew 13, 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid for joy over it. He goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Now, here the hiding is for a different reason. Why? Because he saw the kingdom of heaven as a treasure. He doesn't want anybody else to take it away. He hid that. And he went and he bought enough, had enough money and he came and bought the treasure and bought the kingdom of heaven. 
And when Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God, I will just use it interchangeably for, for, for right now. Luke chapter 17, verses 20 and 21. Can you read with me? Now, when he, has, he was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come in observation. Means does not come. That, you know, everybody can see the kingdom of God. It's here and there. Nobody can just see it. But instead, Jesus said something else here. What did he say? Verse 21, nor will they see, say, see here or see there. And read this with me. For in thee, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God is inside of us. The number two treasure that God has invested in our lives is the kingdom of heaven. And where is the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven? Inside of us, where the king is. Where is his kingdom? Where the king is, that's where his kingdom. So where the king is, that's where the kingdom. So kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God is inside of us. It's inside of us. And people don't see it from outside. The moment you accept Jesus Christ, you allow him to come into your life. He comes, the king comes, and along with him comes the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven tells you that you belong to the kingdom of heaven. You don't really belong to the kingdom of the earth. And you are a child of God. And just there are many more things to the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven brings all the spiritual blessings that you need in your life. Because it is God's kingdom. People don't rule the kingdom of God in the way people are ruling the kingdom of the earth. King Jesus is ruling the kingdom. And you are a member in the kingdom. You are a citizen of in the kingdom of God. Many times... We are like the man who was carrying all the pearls without knowing that he is carrying pearls or jewels. Many times we have, the, even though we have the kingdom of heaven inside of us, we don't realize that God is with us. We don't realize the king is inside of us. We don't realize the king is ruling our lives. And we don't realize, we don't even allow people to see the kingdom of heaven inside of us. You know what the kingdom of heaven does? Two things before we close. Number one, I want you to be just follow with me. Number one, kingdom of heaven transforms us. Can you say transforms? Kingdom of heaven changes our lives. You know, the very easy way to understand the kingdom of heaven is to know some of the characters, characteristics of the kingdom of heaven. Are you with me? I'll be done in 10 minutes. How do we know we have kingdom of heaven or not? Easy way is to know by the characteristics of the kingdom of heaven. In fact, I put it in the other way. There are many different characters that Jesus expected in his disciples. Can you say disciples? There are many characters Jesus expected in his disciples, but they couldn't show, they couldn't exhibit those characteristics. Those are the characteristics of the kingdom of heaven. For example, Jesus wanted disciples to have faith. When Peter started walking in the waters, you know, he just lost his faith for a moment and he sung in the water. Disciples went for a ministry and they came forward to Jesus and told, we prayed for the sick, nothing happened. We cast out the demons, the demons did not go. And Jesus told them, you need to have what? You need to have faith. Having faith is the kingdom characteristics. God was teaching about being sacrificial. Being sacrificial is the kingdom characteristics. I'm talking about the characteristics of Christians. I'm talking about the characteristics of born-again Christians. I'm talking about the characteristics of those who say that I'm a child of God. I'm talking about the characteristics of those who say that I'm an anointed child of God. Number one, faith. Number two, 
being sacrificial. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him, let him deny himself. What is denying? Not being selfish. And how much selfish we are. And we say we are a child of God. That doesn't really go well. It's not a kingdom characteristics. I just want you to take a note of it. Let's move further. Not being lazy. Many times we see that in the scripture, Jesus telling that over and over again. And you know what? Jesus was a good taskmaster. He never allowed them to sit quiet. Even at the night, he went down the mountain to pray. And he, what did he say? You take a boat and you cross the river or Sea of Galilee. Disciples said, Lord, sir, it's a night time. I want to sleep. You go and pray. Let me sleep. That's what I tell my wife at times. You go and pray. Let me sleep. Don't you do that? <laughs> you go and pray. Let me sleep. But Jesus was not allowing them to sit for a moment. Every time he was a cruel taskmaster, he was just chase, chasing them from behind. Do this, do that. Let's go there. Let's go here. Kingdom characteristics, not being lazy. Sharing with others. Disciple bought, got two fish and five loaves. And on the way, he would have really tempted. Probably, you know, I'm so hungry. I could have had, I want to have this five fish, two fish and five loaves. So selfish. Then Jesus took that. And he said, it's not only for you. It's for all the 5,000 plus. Sharing. Jesus was teaching the kingdom characteristics which he couldn't find in the disciples. And today, Jesus couldn't find those characteristics even among his own people. Most of the teachings of the scripture, 80%, more than 80% of the teaching of the scripture is not about anointing of the Holy Spirit. Not at all. It is about how to live a simple Christian life on the face of this earth. And there is no point in jumping up and down. We need to come to the basics of knowing how do we exhibit Christian characters in our lives. First of all, humbling yourself. He said, if anybody decides to be first, you should be there. Last, you should be a servant. Christian characteristics, praying and fasting, helping others. When Jesus saw people in need, he had compassion. Christian characteristics. How much we see today in the church. How much we see this today in our very own life. At times we are so ashamed to even say that we are Christians. We are children of God. We are totally missing something. Churches are totally missing something. Transform us. When we have kingdom of heaven, precious jewel is going to transform. Number two, quickly, it transforms others. Can you say transforms others? The treasure that you have inside of you today, it is given you so that you can transform others. Kingdom of heaven cannot be contained within us. Kingdom of heaven is compared to leaven in the Bible, in the word of God. A little leaven, if you put in the dough, what will happen? The entire dough will rise. Little yeast, if you put it in the, in, in the dough and wait, the entire dough will rise. Kingdom of heaven cannot be contained within us. Today, people must see change in our lives so that they can, even their life can be transformed. I'll just end this sermon with just this story. Not just a story, this is a testimony, in fact. 
Some of you know that Joy is doing a mission uh, a table called a cube. She would have been asking you a couple of times to join those sessions. Those are cube transformation tables. It's a seven days course that you sit together and learn. A couple of you have gone through it already. It introduces you to the value of life, the attitude, the priorities, personal growth, relationship, and finally the most important relationship that you need to have with your Father in heaven. So a university student doing her master's by name, Miracline, I'm allowed to say her name, Miracline, who also has a lot of health issues, she joined in one of these classes. And she lost her father during last year due to COVID. And mother is really sick. She's not keeping well. And even this girl has certain limitations in her life. And she kind of, uh, so fearful girl, she's in the university already, but she never travels alone because she's so afraid because of what had happened, what she has seen in her own, with her own eyes. She's so timid and she's so afraid even to travel. And she started taking these classes, coming to these classes regularly. And there was a change in her life. As every classes go by, there is something happening inside of her. She was so negative. She talks negative all the time since she lost her dad. But now there is a change. She studies in a university. Majority of her fellow students are not Christians. They are non-Christians. So these non-Christian girls started asking questions to her. What is going on with you? You never come alone in the bus. Now you come and go in the bus all alone. And you seem to be talking to everybody, interacting with all of us. What is happening in your life? And she said, I'm doing something like something known as a cube. And you know what? There is a transformation happened inside of me. I'm pushed out of my zone. I'm pushed out of my comfort zone. I'm doing now what I didn't want to do a couple of weeks before, a couple of months before. And these girls, they just clung on her. And they were asking, we want to know that what, is, what really transformed you. We want to know that. We want to go through what you call this in a cube. We want to go through it. Can you just open the door for us? But you know what? These kids are who are going through that session for seven days. You are trying to be a facilitator by yourself. And you will be given the material by yourself. Now this girl has all the materials and she is getting people registered to join in her class. And she's going to be the facilitator for those girls to teach the value of life, to teach about personal growth, and to teach about relationship and introduce those non-Christians to the most important relationship. You know, God had put a treasure in each one of us, and God wants us to use the treasure that God has put in, inside of us, the real transformation. When it happens inside of us, it transforms others. Can we all just arise this morning as we finish in prayer? Just want to summarize this. This morning, I believe God has spoken to you. I want you to take this moment as very important. Clay has no value but jewel inside the clay is valuable. We don't have any value as human being. You all know, we all know how, how human, being is treat, human beings are treated today. 
In many different countries, we don't see any value at all, any value that's attributed to human beings at all. God had put a potential inside of us. And if the potential that God has given to you and me is a gift from God, what can we give back to God? How can we give anything back to God? We can give back to God by only by developing the God-given potential. What are we doing to develop the potential that God has given inside of you? The real transformation exhibits kingdom characteristics. What are we exhibiting today to our own family, to our own children, to the people who are around us? Once we experience this transformation, we have a responsibility of transforming others. This morning, I want you to pray to God.